hey man we got to do a show the show must go on to uh, showtime right ladies and gentlemen this is the always be booked cruise podcast i'm your host tommy casabona today we are going to discuss my recent cruise on the lovely Bahama Paradise Grand Classica cruise ship, we're going to talk about all the things that happened, what it was like doing the solo cruise, what was the drinking environment like, what was Nassau like, and uh, some comedy that went on aboard the ship that might have been a little unintentional via the cruise line. Uh, some Just some wacky stuff. Just It was a fun cruise, of course, along with your emails and the cruise news right after this. See, was that so hard? I just did that in one take. Two nights ago, I sat down to do that. I literally had to have tried and got at least this far about 25, 30 times to where I was like, what the hell's going on? You got Sometimes you got to walk away. You got to step back and you got to walk away. Let's start the show. Hey, yo, all aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones because we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USBI, is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink package and we're maxing it out. Everybody come on, I said sound that horn, cause we gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming at you not quite live from the K Compound down here in Boca Raton, Florida. Thank you a little late with the episode. Got a little bit to fill you on. Now, you guys know we have a Patreon and the reason I'm even bringing that up really at the top of the show here is because I don't necessarily dive too deep anymore into the personal stuff regarding my life decisions and the crazy pendulum that is my uh whether it's job to job whether it's back and forth from new york to not new york to boca to am i all in with always be booked am i still retaining some of the uh you know the income that is necessary for my other jobs which is the hospitality business and uh you know i just kind of stayed away from it a little bit as it pertains to the regular show. Now, you can get the minute-by-minute, blow-by-blow if you join Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash booked, and you'll get all the information as well as whatever other hijinks, nights out, crazy stories that we'll get that uh, just come readily available with everything that is my life. That's where you find that. Patreon episode, $5 a month, and you get a show. Let's call it every day, close to every day. We're, we're pretty pretty close to every day. I think we're on like three to four misses per month, but that's not what we're here to talk about right now. So I will give you a little bit of a backdrop. I did go back to work full-time in the restaurant business, now full-time. We're going to put that in air quotes because it is a very manageable full-time schedule. You know, when I was doing those things where I was missing all those episodes last time, it was because, again, 70 hours a week, 75 hours a week. Uh, and when, when you go home, you can't turn it off. It's New York City. It's hustle. It's bustle. It's everything that comes with just being the end-all and be-all as a general manager of a very, very popular and busy New York City restaurant, bar, lounge, nightclub, rooftop, whatever the hell you want to call it. 
So this thing is now a uh, basically four days during the week and my regular Sunday. So it is five days, but Sunday's out because Sunday's normally, you know, my operations day over at a place called Crazy Uncle Mike's. You've heard me talk about it before. And it is a fun little bar. A lot of, let's call it promotables. A lot of uh, content can come out of Crazy Uncle Mike's. When you're talking about a place that brews every single beer it serves to you in-house, when you talk about a scratch kitchen with some really cool menu items that are all delicious, and when you talk about a live music venue that has live music six nights a week, it's a lot to promote. And right now and for a while, I think what I've been observing is that they've been dropping the ball. I'll tell you this. Go check out CrazyUncleMikes.com. We didn't change anything yet. But the first order of business, I was like, what's the website look like? You go to Crazy Uncle Mike's website in Boca Raton and just kind of look at the uh, you know, the intro, the intro letter, the intro, I guess, the first thing you see that kind of describes the place, the elevator speech, if you will. And uh Anyone who has uh, anyone who has a grammar bad grammar phobia, don't read it. It's not for the for the for the for the faint of heart. It's a little rough. So I'm redoing that. Starting with that, redoing a whole bunch of things over there. Uh, Going to start creating content. And uh, the beauty of it is, is that it's basically a ten to six job, ten a.m. to six p.m. on our uh, weekdays. Of course, it's not going to be that because it's going to be you know an hour extra here, an hour early here. Uh, I got to come. But for the most part. I do not have any, you know, if things go wrong that are not in my department, that's not for your board to be fixing or worrying about. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to where the other thing was, where I was, you had to, there was nothing that was out of realm of your responsibility, uh, I guess, umbrella. So just, to, I say that to say that uh, I was late with a little bit of a, a couple of days late with the episode here, and I do apologize for that. I had planned on getting it out on Sunday. Was it Sunday? No, Saturday night. But uh, I did procrastinate it, wait till the last minute, and I figured, all right, still no harm, no foul, because I'll just bust it out now. And I didn't leave myself any margin for error. And really, that has never happened before, where I just kind of just got so far into my own way that I couldn't get the intro out. And when that does happen, and I tried so many times, I told myself like after 10, 15 times, I'm like, all right, stop doing it. It's not your night. I'm like, no, you got to you gotta do it. You got to pull off an episode. You to people in Lepidus episode, make an episode. And I was like, well, you know, it's probably at this point, <laughs> it's probably not going to be that good of an episode either way, even if I get it off. So let's, uh, let's, let's reprieve, pull back. And now I think it's already easy to tell that I'm in a much better place to give you guys an episode. With that said... Let's start off with the cruise news. All right, Carnival Cruise Lines is first up in a story that is pretty much a win-win. Now, looking into their corporate bank account, they must have seen and realized that they do not, in fact, have enough money yet. Carnival has just launched an online merchandise store. Now, as much as I want to hammer them for being greedy... I want this merch. As of now, we can all go to shop.carnival.com and get first-run Carnival-designed merchandise delivered directly to our doorstep. And what a coincidence. It happens to be launched just as the holiday season is upon us. Now, clearly, I'm being a little sarcastic. And yes, Carnival is clearly going for all the money, but I think this is still kind of awesome. William Butler is the pr vice president of retail services for Carnival, and we have a statement from him regarding the launch of this site. Quote, this is the first time our fans, 
our fans. You guys, call, I mean, are we are we passengers? Are we fans now? What are you guys, the Guns and Roses? Uh, this is the first time our fans can access and order all of our latest and greatest designs at their fingertips anytime, and have them shipped directly to their home. And just in time for the holidays, our easy one-stop online ship now includes a special line of holiday favorites with a carnival spin to help guests choose fun all season long. Now, I recently went over to this website, and I got to say, there is zero doubt they will be getting some of my money. Uh, How can you not take advantage of some of the cruise swag that you would normally have to hit up a ship for? Uh, You'd have to end up on the ship, go to the fun shop, and all those types of things. Now you can get it at your home. You can get apparel, knickknacks, wall art, a bunch of other stuff. As you can imagine, they're rolling us out rolling this out during the holiday uh, for seasonal items, and they will be given the big push, push uh, but they do say more items are coming soon. So my guess is once, the Janu- once January hits, there's going to be a slew of other items that come available. Uh, one humorous item of, item of note is the Carnival Ugly Christmas Sweater modeled by none other, none other than brand ambassador John Heald. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, there is a curiously strange part of the site that you uh, may or may not want to check out where John is posing in some of his own apparel, including one scene where he is actually cuddled up and falling asleep on his own lap, being comforted by none other other than himself. Um, I guess thanks for that image carnival. Some things you just can't unsee obviously i'm totally kidding we love john healed over here and i think this is a great idea all around in fact you heard it here but it doesn't take a genius to realize that you will soon see the freestyle online hub or the wow online mall soon to follow as we talk about many times on this show uh cruising especially the mass market cruise lines being such a copycat leak All right, so this next one is not pleasant at all. Actually, it's pretty awful, and to be honest, I really do want to cut down on some of these types of stories and serve more as an escape from things like this, but this one is pretty uh, unique in that three residents of Texas in two separate incidents lost their lives this past week during short excursions in Belize. One family was on a carnival cruise, but apparently this was an independent tour, uh, and a couple by the name of uh, Adrian and Sarah Armijo decided to take part in it. There was an accident as Sarah died at the scene, and Adrian passed away later at the hospital. Several other people were injured, as well as other members of the couple's family. Now, the very next day, A woman named Carolyn Gillis, a 77-year-old resident of Dallas, was ejected from a van that lost control on a Belize highway. So an awful, awful coincidence that two separate incidents and three separate deaths on shore excursions in Belize. Uh, The Gillis family was traveling with a total of six people on a Royal Caribbean ship. And uh, similarly, other members of the family were treated for injuries. The driver said a tire blew, causing the accident, and the whole incident is being being investigated. While details are not available at this time, the Belize police have said that there could be charges. Now, uh, what do you guys think, man? When you 
Do you guys ever, I don't know, you guys hear how I talk about cruising and you guys hear how talk about, how much I talk about doing the things. And I always say, you know what, leave it all out on the field and make things happen. And, you know, there's also another saying, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt or loses their life. And I could say that, I'm trying to think, I've had two close calls with, I guess, being killed on a cruise Uh I would say, and one that wasn't a close call, but it sure as hell felt like it. The first one was when I uh, literally had a bunch of drinks and just stumbled out into the middle of the road in Nassau, completely forgetting that people drive on the wrong side of the road. And these, uh, what do you call them? These safari taxis just fly around. So, and now we were coming around the corner. There was a, it was like a little bit of the mountaintop mountain that was going on there. So you didn't really see what was coming around that bend. And I literally, there's no, I mean, that, that again, call it divine intervention, whatever you want to call it. Just by pure luck, I did not get blasted by this thing that was doing at least 40, 50 miles per hour. Uh, everybody who was with us, Chris, uh, Nick, Marie, they were all like, it happened so fast. There wasn't really any reaction time. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, there was, it was over before we even realized what, what, what happened, but it was literally, I mean, flew right by me. I had no chance to get out of the way. I just happened to not be in the way by what I, what felt like to me is about a foot and a half, two feet. So that so very easily could have just ended everything and i was saying i felt bad because i just i feel <laughs> like i would have ruined their vacation but uh you know it's not funny but you have to be careful you have to sometimes be careful you have to stay you have to have fun you have to do the things but you have to be aware of your surroundings the other time obviously when i went to nassau and i got the moped and i got ran over by a jeep uh i thought that was i didn't think i was necessarily gonna lose my life on that one as much uh, but I really did watch a tire run over my leg, and I thought I was leaving Nassau in a helicopter. I really did think I was leaving Nassau in a helicopter when I saw what did happen to my leg. And for whatever reason, I have no idea. I just it's, I attribute it to just the the human body being just a, a, a miraculously stronger, you know. But whatever, just the, the 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 human body is a lot stronger and more resi- resilient than we think, because the thing did run over my shin right below the knee area and there's i watched the dent get created by it running over and the dent is still there you could touch it the scar the dent is still there it's gotten better it's come back out but it's not the same shape and um i was able to walk away from that thankfully but then okay and this is what it's most similar to this particular story and if beatrix is listening she'll attest to it we took a just a very simple normal bus ride now here's the difference okay we were we were on the harmony of the seas a a little bit more than a year ago a little bit more than a year ago and uh we our our facebook group kept getting hit up by this tour company and they kept hitting us up and i was like wow they're very diligent and they're all over us and we did do a little bit of research uh, meaning we checked out their facebook page and uh you know we talked to the guy uh, his name is Duca Brown. I'll never forget his name. And uh, no, this was uh, oh, this is where we met Suja. Welcome to the group cruise, Suja. 
and uh, Dana, who's going to be joining us on the group cruise, the Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise, January 18th. Uh, still still cabins available. Um, <laughs> Tommy had always be booked for details. So we just went on this Bob Marley tour. And now I don't know how Suja and Dana were feeling in front of us, but Beatrix was literally almost scratching the shit out of my knee. Now, I wasn't as nervous as Beatrix was, really, because in my mind, I just kind of trust the process a lot of times. I'm just like, well, you know what? They know what they're doing. They're not going to put you on it. This guy must know the roads. They get but he was flying up mountains, down mountains, around curves, dirt roads, seemingly built for only one lane but during certain there were at least four to five incidents where we surprisingly passed an an, on, an oncoming vehicle emerged in the opposite direction right after we passed the bend and uh it was raining and beatrix was she had a miserable time she literally couldn't even enjoy the tour of bob marley's house because of the ride she was so scared and now when you read stories like this and see stories like this you realize in many ways shapes and forms there's good reason to be so i've heard uh, a few of those types of incidents in jamaica where sometimes it's unfortunately loss of life but at the very least sometimes it's you know many people are injured those buses man i don't know they just the cruise lines really have to watch out and really be careful of uh, making sure they affiliate themselves with people who are, you know, licensed, insured, drivers are screened, things like that. But this, like we said, this was not associated with the cruise line. So we all have to do our due diligence and really kind of um, look into who we're trusting when we go with independent tour operators because it's crazy life is fragile. It just is so easy. You think nothing of it. Well, I could take Carnival's thing. And I could go to this place or I could save 30 bucks and go to these people who I don't know, never heard of before. And you know what? How bad could it be? They're just taking us a couple of miles away. You don't know the roads. It could be treacherous. So I'm just saying be careful. As Very rarely do you hear on this podcast we talk about precaution and safety. And, and you know, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe this is some get off my lawn shit. But it's true. You do have to uh, watch yourself. Safety first and, uh, you know, pay attention to who you're booking tours with. All right. Let's move on. Sorry, where are we here? Got a little lost, lost my place a little bit. And we're back. So we're going to go back over to Carnival Cruise Line, who just announced that legendary letter turner and head turner, for that matter, uh, Vanna White will be trading in those vowels for towels. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got to try to take a shot of these puns when they're puns when they're out there. Sometimes they're not there. Sometimes you're reaching, just reach, deal with it. As she was just named godmother of the Carnival Panorama, the announcement will be commemorated as it usually is during the naming ceremony in Long Beach, California, on December 10th. Now the ship is actually on her way right now, uh, back from. Europe, and I think this is a really good fit. Vanna White has been a model of class, beauty, and consistency for almost 40 years on Wheel of Fortune, which is appropriately filmed and taped in the Los Angeles area, just as the ship's new home is. What is unique about this whole situation is that this is the first new build from Carnival to home port on the West Coast in over 20 years. 
Now, I cannot sit here and help but be excited for all the cruisers out there who have been so patient and have been so deserving of a ship of this magnitude to finally home port in the California area. Uh, Vanna and Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak are no stranger to Carnival Cruise Line as they have cross-promoted their brands by taping multiple segments on board some of the ships throughout the years. I think they're involved in a couple of charities together as well. Shout out to St. Jude. Uh, I can't help but wonder. Uh, I, sh- I don't know. What do you guys think? Vanna White, Pat Sajak. Now, we're talking 40 years here. Tell me, one time, at least, you know, they're always so professional and they have such a great working relationship. You're going to tell me one they never did. He never smashed it out once. Not once. Come on, a company cocktail party afterwards. Maybe drinks after a rough day at work. I don't know what a rough day at Wheel of Fortune is. Maybe the A's were sticking and the crew was supposed to have it fixed a few days earlier. They didn't. She's got a bitch to Pat. Pat, they're just supposed to fix the A, whatever the letters they're not turning right um could be anything pat you know what i mean pat looks like a pat looks like a coxman a little bit four martinis in he goes into concerned friend mode vanna i know i know van i told him you know they should have fixed the a's then she invites him up for a nightcap and you know she says you know pat you want to come up have a nightcap maybe i got a puzzle for you to solve <laughs> Come on, don't act like you haven't all thought of that scenario. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, Carnival Panorama, the third installment of the very popular Vista class of ships, is ready to get christened and will make its inaugural sailing out of its new home in Long Beach on December 10th. Now, if you're new to the show, ladies and gentlemen, and you just heard that ridiculous, uh, I guess, sidebar, that tangent that we like to call them here. Uh, you know, I do not apologize. I try to keep them to a minimum now as much as possible. But every once in a while, you know, the juvenile and adolescent uh, mindset sneaks its way in. And I do have to uh, take responsibility for that. We'll try to keep it clean for you in the future. But uh, again, welcome to the show. All right, let's get into the main topic for the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we mentioned the Patreon before, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked for $5 a month. It's a show a day. But besides that, I wanted to invite you to join our group. This is a real cool community that we've built. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. We'll let you write in. It is closed, but you do have to join to have access. So we let you write in and we give each other advice. We break each other's chops. We get to know each other and you know we look and exchange pictures. We celebrate cruising. We inform, we connect. And we entertain on this show. And I like to think we do the same thing in the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge group on Facebook. And uh, yeah, Instagram too, Always Be Booked. So let's do this here. So I got no particular order here. What I did was take random notes. And I made sure I took the notes because every time you go on these cruises, you're always experiencing things. And if you don't have like something written down right away, it's things are bound to slip through the cracks. And uh, uh, let's just break it down. So... I booked this cruise on a last-minute basis. Why? Because I think uh, Jason posted something in the lounge about the Baja men on a cruise 
that was the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. And I just looked it up. I wanted to see more about it. So that led me to look at that, look at, look at the, um, look at the sailing. And while I was there, you know, me never shy to look up cruise deals. I said, you know what? K's away for Thanksgiving. You know, the couple of friends did have, uh, you know, offers to, to go out there and hang out there. I wasn't necessarily looking to intrude on that, uh, you know, even 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 uh doug parker even invited me to go up to jacksonville to hang out with him for thanksgiving obviously the family would like for for me to have been able to come home but i did have uh work responsibilities uh surrounding thanksgiving so i couldn't do that so it looked like your boy was might have been solo for thanksgiving oh and then last minute my buddy jackie uh had to cancel her trip to dallas so she invited me to come down to miami and hang out with her but all of that was for naught because I had booked myself a cruise on the Bahama Paradise Grand Celebration. I'm sorry, the uh, the Grand Classica. The Grand Celebration is their other ship. So this is a cruise line, for those of you that don't know, is uh, a, a sort of like a, uh, what would you call it? Barely a cruise line? Uh, it's funny because several years ago, they had a big battleship. <laughs> and this thing was a disaster. The whole, entire hull was blue. It looked like... A giant, giant ferry boat that was converted into something of a cruise ship. And uh, it was still Bahama Paradise. They would just call you to take a free cruise. And you would have to deal with a timeshare presentation. And then you get maybe like a honeydew or cantaloupe hors d'oeuvres. And, you know, anything you wanted to get, you had to pay for. It was real, a real broke-ass cruise line. But what happened was they ran aground and the ship sank or most of it sank. And I'm like, oh, that, that's it for them. The Bahama Paradise cruise line is finished. No, no, no. I spoke too soon. They rose from the ashes, purchased a former Carnival cruise ship called the Carnival Celebration, which I heard great things about in the day. People used to really like that ship. And um, they had an actual, albeit 30 years old, but kind of a real cruise ship. And I went on that cruise and, you know, I always used the phrase manage your expectations and it was absolutely fine. I enjoyed myself, had a good time, and it was a fun cruise. You know, like I said, managing your expectations. Uh, that was in 2015. Uh, I was kind of meant to see if I could maybe jump back on it. You're always looking at prices on cruising. You see, you could steal a good couple of day cruise. Now, my buddy Joe who has uh, clearly I've turned Joe into a cruise addict, a cruise junkie, because he went on his first cruise with me last year with our buddy JP. And uh, he's been asking me about cruising ever since to the point where he booked the grand celebration last week as well. I think he went Sunday to Tuesday, booked it. So through that inspiration, through realizing that really didn't have much going on for Thanksgiving and realizing that there was a great deal out there, I said, you know what? If the Classica is going to fall on that particular sailing, I'll do it. I won't do the celebration because I did it already, but let me check out the Classica. So that was the other thing. I missed, I, I, I dropped that part of it. So this little cruise line that barely was got themselves a real cruise ship. I guess they started turning a profit. The timeshares went away. There was a real main dining room now. There was a real buffet, real shows, barely, uh, but it was an, it was it was an actual cruise line so much to the point where they were able to purchase another cruise ship so the first cruise ship was doing alternate you know every every two days you can get on so if you left monday you would be in the bahamas tuesday it'd be back wednesday and then another cruise would leave wednesday so you could basically take this cruise every other day now when they got this new cruise ship 
not new, an old Costa ship 30 years ago called the Classica, turned it into the Grand Classica. Now they could reverse and alternate sailings so they can basically offer a cruise to the Bahamas every single day. And they did just that. And so the Grand Classica is the newest in the fleet, and I was able to get on her. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, We went out Tuesday. We went out Tuesday pretty heavy. Uh, I should say... Yeah, Tuesday. So I substituted for the DJ at Renegades on Tuesday. While I did that, realized I had a cruise the next morning, stayed in West Palm because that's where the cruise leaves out of, and then decided since I'm already in West Palm, got a cruise the next day, maybe we hit the town a little bit. So that's exactly what we did. Had a pretty good time. Went to a place called Tacos and Hip Hop. Uh, had some fun. Met a few people, a couple of pockets out. They, they, didn't, we, they didn't ignore us. So we had a nice time. And... uh <laughs> The, so I woke up the next morning and now it's cruise day. So I wake up, take an Uber. This was beautiful. Just I had a backpack. That's it. All you needed was a backpack. Take an Uber over to um, o- over to North uh, Riviera Beach, which is about six or seven miles away from where Joe lived in West Palm Beach, and we're off to the races. So I am going to jump around a little bit here. And if you guys don't mind, because I made a list, and really the most important thing is that I just get to everything on the list. So let's just do that. So one of the funniest things that I experienced, so they had a comedian on the ship and you guys have all heard of the uh, superstar entertainer, Nick Cannon. This comedian went by the name of Loose Cannon. I don't know if that's a play on words with Nick or he just calls himself a Loose Cannon, but the guy, clearly his name is not Loose Cannon, but that's what he went by. But let me tell you, he kind of was a little bit of a Loose Cannon. All I know is we're at dinner, and this is the second night. So like I said, we're not going on order here. I hear a a, a loud voice, and it sounds familiar because he had just done a little bit of the welcome show in the main lounge area. And uh, so I knew the voice, but, you know, usually when you're at dinner on a cruise ship, everybody, you just hear, you know, chatter, like vocal chatter that's kind of basically at the same noise level as everybody else. Everybody's having their own conversations. This person was way louder, and I recognized the voice, and it was comedian Loose Cannon. And let me tell you something. This guy was hysterical at dinner. If his dinner, if his shows are half as funny as his dinner, that's the other thing. They charge for the shows. We'll get to that in a little while. All I hear is, I guess, something to the effect of some of the one of the tables saying, oh, I wanted to see a show, but, you know, it's... I hear you're very funny, but it was, you know, it's only at 11 o'clock. So this guy decides he's going to elevate the volume and go, are you kidding me? I've been telling him that for months. I've been telling him you put me at 11 o'clock and you got this garbage show, this main theater production that you're going to put eight o'clock. You should either switch the times or. You should put me in a different room to give the people two shows of me because I'm the draw on this whole ship. But then you're going to make them sit through that crappy show. And the waiters were like laughing uncomfortably as they're walking by. They're listening to this guy trash the cruise line's decisions and trash the main production show of these people who spend hours in rehearsal trying to. And granted, the show is probably trash, but. To hear that your colleague and your fellow entertainer on board be trashing your show uh, just freely to the guests, that made me laugh. He's like, 
Hell, then I just hear little bits and pieces. Hell yeah, the cruise director pulled me aside. Yeah, he don't want me talking like this. He don't want me saying uh, your show is trash and, you know, but what do they know? Really? What are the, listen, I'm Loose Cannon, successful comedian. They are Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. Who do you think knows what they're doing more? So he's basically saying the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line is a broke-ass cruise line, but he's actually got a career as a comedian. Look him up, Loose Cannon. I still haven't seen his act yet, but his name is Loose Cannon. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him... I mean, it's, the name is so bad, it's almost good, like to the point of ridiculousness. And he's telling everybody how, how much the cruise director pulls him aside. It was really funny because you're just never going to get that on a mass, a major cruise line where... The comedian goes into the main dining room and starts trashing the management. <laughs> I, so refreshing. I mean, you talk about certain things on the ship that you enjoy and you just get a kick out of. Now, I didn't get a kick out of it for the reason that the cruise line wanted me to get a kick out of it for. But that was funny and signed me up for that every time. I love these real moments. It was a real moment. The guy just had no qualms about yelling over everybody how bad this cruise line was and how stupid they were for putting him too late so that not enough people could see him and then forcing us to sit through the crappy show. Uh, All right, so the cruise ship, it was interesting because it did not, it wasn't a big cruise ship at all. It was probably the cruise smallest cruise ship I've ever been on. I don't know if the Bahama, it felt smaller. I don't know if it was, but it felt smaller than the um <clears throat> the grand celebration so you can just get from place to place no matter what and a lot of the main there wasn't a lot of things to do on the cruise ship either so it was cool in that the central hubs of the cruise ship were um like sent everything was pretty much centrally located and everybody was in so there was this one lounge this one main lounge uh what was it called oh forgot what the lounge was called but it was the basic main main meeting place you can call it an atrium but it wasn't really the atrium it was like maybe six levels above the atrium and that's where everybody kind of basically had their first dinner drink but they would also have entertainment there too like um this one woman was up there every night and she was really good she was um a heavyset african-american woman who sang like an angel and clearly she was a little bit of a uh, she she mentioned that she was a Tina Turner impersonator and she makes money a living as a Tina Turner impersonator in Vegas and Atlantic City and things like that. So uh, she her, her, her band, her accompaniment was karaoke. So she was up there. There was a full drum set, keyboards, and everything was set up up there, but no band. Just one guy with a saxophone. And another hysterical moment or setup that they had on the cruise ship. So you would see, you know, people sitting in that lounge. You know, what would you call it? This was very similar to what you would think of. Now, there was a room that was like the Spinnaker Lounge with the big windows in front. Not a lot was going on in there. It was towards the front portion of the ship, so it was tucked away a little bit. So not a lot of, not a lot of action was happening in there, but it was a really nice room. The one time I went in there, there was a wine tasting going on on embarkation day. But this room, what would you compare it to? It's it's like a it's like it had the a feel of the Spinnaker Lounge, but it was midship. If you, so if, if that makes any sense, so that's what I was. That's what it was like. So a lot of people would go there and they would sit in the seats that were facing the stage, and this woman would sing so well. I would get a drink, and I would just listen to the woman sing. 
But the funny part of it was, yes, there was no band, yet all the instruments were up there. Just pure karaoke. But she was that good. It was okay. Except for that fact that she had a saxophone player, like a Kenny G style sax. One of those instruments, if you know instruments, uh, woodwind instruments, cross between a clarinet and a saxophone. So it was all long straight. It didn't have that horn that curls up like the saxophone, but it looked and sounded like a saxophone. It had the shape of a clarinet. So this guy, well, like a Kenny G type scenario. So she'd be singing uh, Careless Whisper. And this guy, to treat the audience, he would go off the stage into the crowd and perform these dynamic uh, Clarence Clemens-style saxophone solos. But they were so loud and so borderline offensive that it was almost not enjoyable. So you would hear her singing voice over this back track. And then out of nowhere, she'd go on break from her part of the vocals and this guy would fly out of nowhere flamboyantly slide across the dance floor and be right in the face of some 75 85 year old couple blaring the saxophone and at first it would start out like very loud and aggressive but kind of nice but then he would you know what it was like i'll tell you what it was like it was like back to the future (laughs) When Marty McFly, well, young Marty McFly goes back in time and he goes to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance and he starts playing the electric guitar and it starts out all nice and he's they're playing Earth Angel or whatever they're playing. And then he goes into, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chuck Berry guitar solo. But then he takes it even further and goes into a heavy metal solo and to the point where he's too aggressive in people's faces and nobody knows what to do. But that's what this guy was doing because he, he would start out like, and it was nice and majestic, still loud, but nice and majestic. And then he'd break into a solo. If you cheered for him, he got encouraged. He got all fired up. And then he would go into the solo. And it would be blowing their hair back. And it was it would just be really, really funny. I do have some footage. I didn't get footage of him going into full-on mode, but I, I did. I was kind of like a little bit too in shock. But I do have some uh, video of this guy playing the sax. And it was kind of funny. And yes, I will post it. So that was an intentional funny portion of the uh, of the cruise too. So housekeeping. The room steward I didn't see once. Very nice guy. Um, if you put do not disturb on your door for more than an hour and a half, you're not getting you're not getting fixed up. We could never match up. So like I would wake up about, you know, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and I would have the do not disturb thing on but he would be long gone by then like 10 o'clock 10 30 whatever it was uh i was out of luck so never once not one time did i get my room made up during my i guess you could call it three days on the ship you know what i'm saying because you get the first it's really two but uh out of a possible one two three turndowns or or room making up situations because you'd have the nighttime on on the first day and then you'd have the day and night on day two not once did i ever see this guy and uh yes he did have the audacity on the final day when i did see him in the hallway to uh let me know that uh extra tips were welcome imagine having the balls to be like you know if you want to leave a tip you know please feel free it's under, i left an envelope for you didn't see you once again guys not a complainer i don't care it was fine you don't need at the end of the day who cares 
Uh, the towels were plentiful. It was just me. I didn't even unpack. I just stayed. I just stayed operating out of plenty of room in the room. The room was kind of nice. It was. It was plentiful. The beds were oddly low to the ground. That was weird. I don't think you can expeditiously get the suitcase under the bed. Um, and there were the, the cabin did sleep four four people. You could put up to four people in the room. Um, what else? Oh yeah, one time at dinner, oh, I was hysterical. So we talk about marriage and my personal life and whether uh, you know <laughs> whether I'm going to stay single or you know do I ever give it up and kind of concede over to the marriage life. I saw a couple at dinner that made me realize that I I have no interest in going that route. I've just there's just guy there was a guy who's just a beaten 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 man and they were a nice looking older couple you know and they were you know they they were dressed very well uh they looked like they were fairly successful she had a lot of jewelry on and uh i sat solo but my table was next to theirs and the minute i sat down it was just the woman so i didn't see the man there and uh about five minutes later he showed up now i know why because he's stalling for time clearly he you know wanted to spend as little time at that table as possible but there was only one menu on the table and he sits down and picks up the menu and he she sits there doesn't even greet him when he gets there doesn't look up does she, she has a scowl on her face like a battle axe and uh she she just sits there and he sees he's got a menu and he politely just says to her, honey, would you like to uh, look at the menu? And then she just kind of gives him like a little bit of an attitude and like, no, no, you look at the menu. You, It's in front of you. You look at it. And then he looks at it for a second and then realizes he probably made a mistake. So he re- recalculates his decision and then offers her, honey, take, why don't you grab the menu? Take a look. I'm not in a rush. Just take, take a look at the menu. He, t- he goes to give her the menu. She looks at him like he is the devil himself and goes like this. I heard it loud, loud and clear right next to me. She goes, I just told you I don't want to look at the menu now. I'll look at the menu when you're done. And gave a follow through stare down. He's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. The only time. For the next hour and 15 minutes throughout the course of dinner, any words were exchanged where was when the waiter came by and they had to, he would be like a, he would, it was relieving. It was a relief for me when he came by because that would like break the tension. But for whatever reason, and yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe he did something. Maybe he cheated on her two weeks before. I don't know what happened, but this woman, I mean, if you're that miserable, you got to just get the hell out of there. You know what I mean? Stop. Don't go. Don't be on a cruise with this guy. But he, I, I, couldn't help but just feel bad for this guy he just and you know that's just takes you know that's going on all day you know i told you i wasn't ready to go to the pool i'm going to bingo you could tell that's just how, how it was going on but i just i just you know little social side commentary on that all right so here's the funny here's one of the other funny parts guys this is not good. Every t- every once in a while, you take a look at your life, and uh, you know you could either ah, uh, what could you say? You could either uh, take a self inventory and wonder how you got here, <laughs> and try to turn this franchise around, or you could just laugh. I chose to do the latter. I just laughed. So 
I realized the way to go as far as if you want to save money, there's two options for drinking on this ship. You could, Oh, three. You could pay full price for drinks. Nobody wants that. You can pay for a package that they have. Ten drinks for, I believe, it is 80 bucks. And uh, you can go that route if you want to. And that's all they mentioned to me. I inquired because of what I went on in 2015. I asked if they still had the deal where you can buy a bottle. I used to come on this cruise. I came on once and they let me buy a bottle. Goes, oh, yes. Would you like the bottle? I was like, let me see. What are the prices? You get a bottle of Stoli for $99. So are you kidding me? And they'll give you your mixers. The bartenders will give you mixers. You have a full freaking bottle of Stoli, regular regulation-sized bottle for maximum debauchery, bottle of Stoli. They had different things. They had uh, Tito's. You could pay $130. Uh, they had uh, Bacardi. You could pay $70. They had all sorts of different things. But I wanted vodka, and I just wanted a decent vodka at a decent price. So Stoli was what it was, and it cost me $100 tax on tip on top of that $16 $116 all in you get a bottle ended up being the perfect amount too drank a half a bottle each day so I mean I don't know if that's a lot what do you guys think a half bottle each day it's not too bad right uh, but it ended up being the perfect amount of vodka for me uh, it was fun so what had happened was I um I I I, I get the bottle from the bar so they give you once you purchase it before you get on the ship they give you a voucher and you pick up the bottle at one one of the bars that you know i think that main bar that i told you about where the entertainment was going on so i picked up the bottle and they give you a ice bucket and they give you whatever mixers you want great deal no brainer from a deal standpoint but here's the problem you're walking around with (laughs) with a bottle of stoli vodka and I had cargo shorts and I didn't want to carry them. I didn't want to carry it. So here's the, here's the scenario. I also wasn't going to carry around an ice bucket. So it was a very easy scenario. If I wanted to get drinks, I just had to go to the aft portion of the ship where the uh, buffet was. And all I had to do was fill up with uh, some soda water or maybe some lemonade. I did lemonade sometimes. And then put the vodka in and put the lemonade over the vodka in the ice. No problem. The only problem was the visual, okay? I'm solo on a broke-ass cruise ship walking around with a bottle of Stoli in my pocket. Now, I'm just thinking, like if I was somebody else, and I'm just like watching this solo dude walk around with his bottle, being friendly, half drunk, saying hi to people, getting a but just walking around with a bottle what am i what was he what's the alternative what was the alternative there is no alternative so i said to myself well you are going to be embarrassingly enough you don't already know you looked around you don't know a soul on the ship so you're going to be stoli walk around bottle guy and that's just the way it's going to be and you know what life is short just freaking laugh at it and i have my drinks i had my buzz going i have my bottle of stoli i was uh, making a couple of friends and enjoying myself and that's the, that's the way it happened but yes i was the awkward walk around stoli vodka bottle in the pocket guy perfectly legal too perfectly within my rights uh all right casino casino was fun i lost um what i lose a couple of hundred 150 200 bucks whatever i i won 50 bucks the first night i was up 50 bucks so i think i was basically left with um 
$150 in cash to play with because I put in for 100 walked away with 150 so now that's it. I'm going to, you know, live or die by that 150 see what happens. I was pissed off because I went to sit down at one of the tables and I tried to play two hands. And the guy wouldn't let me play two hands unless I bet over $10. So I wanted to warm up with the $5 tables. I wanted to see how the cards were. And not that I wasn't going to shoot up to $10 immediately, but it just pissed me off that the guy looked at me and said, no, you can't bet two hands unless you're playing $10. Where, where does that say that? Like where? And I know that's some sort of a, a policy for some uh, casinos in Atlantic City and Vegas. Some of it's not. Some of them don't care. They just let you play. I mean, I don't understand what the problem is, why I have to elevate my bet if I'm going to play two hands. I mean, I could just sit a person down, which is basically what I was doing with Kay when we were on Oasis. I just gave her some money and told her to play along, and I would just kind of use her as an extra way to count cards if that was possible or see where the trends were going, and I would base my uh, plays off of what she was doing or which, what, what cards came out on the hands she was rolling with. So, uh, so that was it. So I got up, walked away from the casino, Walked back in about 20 minutes and literally just didn't mess around. Went right to the $10 table and I went up 50 bucks. Walked away from the table, you know, and then the next night I had some real fun, man. I had some good fun. This is a funny one. Sitting down with an older couple on the far end and me on the other far end and a female who looked in her late 20s sitting in the middle. And it was clear the moment I sat down, this girl had no idea how to play blackjack but she just decided she wanted to play. So everybody's being very, very helpful. This is only a $10 table, so people aren't giving her a hard time. She's being very polite and was clearly a nice, uh, a fun, uh, pleasant soul. So she was like, I'm sorry, I don't, I just don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. And I don't know what I'm really doing. And so we're helping her out and telling her, well, now here's why you're supposed to hit on this. And everybody's being patient, including the dealer, just because she was such a nice girl. Uh, by the way, she's going up, she's like up over a hundred bucks. And that's just usually always the way it is. These people who don't know how to gamble, don't know how to play fantasy football. They always win the league, uh, beginner's luck, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but she's doing very, very well. And, uh, I'm noticing that every time she gets a good card and we cheer for her, she's looking at us like we're crazy. And then I got a bad hand and I busted and she kind of smiled like when I lost and I'm like what's going on I'm like and then she finally said when she won a hand another hand out of the many that she won we cheered again she goes can I ask you guys what why are you cheering for me like well we're happy you're winning she's like yeah but you're losing I'm like no you're clearly not paying attention to what's going on the table I was like wait wait hold on do you think we're that I'm playing, we're playing against you. She's like, yeah, we're playing against each other, right? I had to explain to her that it wasn't us against each other. We were all playing against the dealer, and she was so embarrassed, but it was hysterical. Then her friends came by, and she's like, "How you doing?" And she's like, "I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm up a hundred bucks." I'm like, "Yeah, you should definitely not play anymore because you're about to, uh, you know, the tables will turn eventually." But um, I just thought that was hysterical that she had no idea. That the game was uh, not against each other. We were not. I experienced that once before. Shout out to the girl I just mentioned before, Jackie. 
Pittsburgh Casino. She's cheering against me because she thinks that we're we're playing against each other. Um, all right, moving on. Move to a different table. What was that about? Oh, yeah, that was blackjack. Uh, oh, yeah, the shower was a disaster. I go in. I didn't take a shower the first day at all. I just rolled the dice. She took a shower in the morning at Joe's, and then just basically I'm on ship and I'm out for the night. So I didn't go into the shower till I left the gym the next morning. And the shower head was on the floor, and there was a, just one little stream of water that would come out of it. Just like little water would trickle out of it. It was like if you turned on your foot. It was like if the shower head was hanging from where it's supposed to come out of to the floor, and then you turn on the shower. And you basically turn the faucet as if you were on two versus ten, and that, that that's how much water was coming out. So that was an absolute disaster. The shower was a train wreck. I had to have the guy come and fix the shower. Uh, I mentioned before they charge for comedy shows on this cruise ship. So if you want to go to an eleven o'clock comedy show to see Loose Cannon way past your bedtime, you better come with like eleven dollars, nine dollars, or eleven dollars, something like that. Uh, it was just strange. I, I didn't go. I would love to have seen the comedy show. I would love to have stumbled in, but just out of principle. I'm not giving you $9 to, to watch the comedy. That's just uh, out of control. I Listen, it's an interesting cruise line. There were 700 people, 700 guests on it. Now, my buddy Joe was on it a few days before. He said he was told there were about 400 guests on it. Now, both of these ships can have the capacity to hold... Uh, I would say close to 1,500, probably on average 1,500, and they're clearly not full. So I don't know what their business model is. I don't know if they're making money. I don't know what they need to make money. I don't know if it helps or hurts that they charge for the comedy shows, but I'm sure they have a lot of situations where they try to nickel and dime you to get you to to get the sailing to a level where the actual sailing is profitable. But who knows if it is or if it isn't. But it's just an interesting type of scenario where you see you're on a cruise ship and you actually have to pay to go into one of the comedy shows. All right. What else do we have here? Um, 10 drink deal for $80. I told you about that one. Uh, The room was a little hot. The climate control wasn't that good. Uh, there was a thermostat in the room that made no difference no matter what you put it on. It just didn't, nothing happened. Again, if it was a, even a five-day sailing, I would have complained, but I was on and off within uh, 36 hours, so it did not matter. Uh, the gym, I did go to the gym one day, but it didn't go well So uh, because there's no elliptical machines there. I do not have any issues with my knees right now but you guys know that i did uh that was a little bit of a rough run i had in new york city probably honestly probably the driving factor as to why i'm no longer in new york city and why i left the ainsworth to come back down to florida uh the knee just led to a series of events and a chain of events that made it so that i just couldn't really be there anymore yeah there were other things you know what i mean it was like the the indentured servitude that they were putting me under, um, the 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 wanting and willing to come back and you know work on always be booked on more of a full time basis, all those things started. But I gotta say, if I didn't lose the ability to put any weight on my knee for the better part of the couple of months I was there, I probably would have toughed it out, and who knows, likely would have still been there. So the knee was a really bad issue for a while, and uh. I did not want to risk 
getting on a treadmill, despite me being under the gun and having to weigh in and all those types of things, I did not want to run and do two miles uh, on the treadmill and risk the chance of, you know, having to deal with that for another month or a couple of months or whatever. So I did go on the bike for a little while. I did walk on the treadmill. I didn't really break the sweat I wanted to and realized I wasn't going to break the sweat I wanted to. So I, I left the gym. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if these things didn't align right. I didn't think I was going to... I, it didn't feel right on the bike. It just felt weird. It felt boring. I didn't really know how to gauge how much work I was doing as compared to my regular elliptical workouts. So I didn't have a comparative market analysis. So I just got off the bike, went to walk on the treadmill. I could really see that it wasn't. It just wasn't going to work up the sweat I wanted to. So you know what? I'm off. Um, on the ship also... There is a slice a slice above. That's their pizza restaurant. And the pizza is almost legit. I would say it's, you know, it, it, listen, pizza is even subjective. You know what I'm saying? Carnival Splendor and a lot of those older Carnival ships have the, my favorite type of pizza. New York Margarita Thin Crust. Nice amount of sauce. Well done. That's how I like it. You know what I'm saying? This was a good gourmet style looking pizza. It looked kind of fancy. Uh, but And it was very, very good. Very tasty. Not the best pizza I've had at sea. But it was good. But they were charging $7 for the pizza. And it was weird too because they said you can get, if you buy a pizza for $12, you get two free glasses of wine. I'm like, okay, so what's the difference between the $7 pizza and the $12 pizza? He goes, Two glasses of wine. Like, All right. Why don't you just say you have a pizza and wine deal for twelve dollars? I'll say if you get a twelve dollar pizza, if you get the twelve dollar pizza, if you decide to pay twelve dollars for the pizza instead of seven dollars for the pizza, we'll give you free wine. <laughs> the other weird thing is when it looked like a nice, it looked like um, you know, like a, like like the, cap uh, Cucina del Capitan, uh set up or la cucina on norwegian they did have the red and white tablecloths it was a nice looking italian restaurant look like pizza place it had the look of a real italian restaurant but i just wanted to get the pizza like carnival style grab it and go do whatever take it enjoy it grab it sit down and eat it like a human being and then just be on your way but no there's a guy in my face with a smile you would like the pizza yes are you going to be staying or going is this to stay or to go? I'm like, what do you mean? Where am I going to go? It's a cruise. Obviously, when he knows, am I going to take it away from them? But I can't just sit down. So there was no option to sit down and eat it. You had to sit down. You had to get the napkin put on your lap. You had to get the server to come over. You had to get the order placed through them. You had to get the drink first, the course, then to get the bill to pay. You had to go through the whole song and dance. I should have just said to go. But then I didn't want to walk around with the pizza. I wanted to just sit down where I was going to sit down. But it was all right. What are you going to do? Uh, funny part about the Lido deck was that it had AstroTurf on the top of it. It had literally green uh, faux grass, mini mini putt-putt miniature golf grass all throughout the whole Lido deck. It was kind of funny. It was kind of awkward. But I will say it made for some cool pictures. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look uh, on the camera like it was just a weathered wood. You know what I mean? It looked like a you walk on it. It's hard and, <clears throat> you know, 
it kind of looked a little bit like Celebrity's Lawn Club <laughs> through the pictures. But yeah, it was not quite quite that. And then there was this ramp, this like runway that went out. I'll post some pictures of that too if I haven't already. But uh, on the Lido deck, on that second deck, what do you call it? The Riviera deck, the deck that's right above the Lido that you overlooked the Lido deck on. That's where the AstroTurf was. And then if you walked around, you know how you can normally walk around but still be on the Lido deck? Sort of, sort of like a square that separates the area that you walk back inside on. On that second level, it had some weird runway, but it was actually semi-functional. It was kind of cool because people did have loungers that were laying on top, but that also created for some shade for those people who wanted to be outside on the Lido deck but didn't want to be in the sun. So I thought that was, I don't know if it was on purpose to do that, but it was nice and kind of functional. Um, oh, then they had the Tina Turner night. Oh, funny moment. The, the Tina Turner lady, the singer, did a great job. She was getting all the old timers riled up. You know, there was, you know, 80-year-old people out there swing dancing and going nuts and trying to, you know, go crazy to her. And then she finally had the Tina Turner night, her her f- grand finale was i'll let you guess it the tina turner song that's her finale is uh rolling on the river obviously so she got all caught up she has a big tina turner wig on her dress and she's out there rolling on the river left a good job in the city and she's going all out going nuts having a blast i mean going full tilt she got so wrapped up and so excited that she whipped around at the end of the song extended her hand and goes Shout out and a big thank you to the band. And there's an empty drum set, an empty keyboard sitting right there. I, I laughed out loud sitting in my chair by myself with my stupid bottle of Stoli. Laughed out loud because she turned around and thanked the band that wasn't there. But the instruments were. So she just got all excited because she does the uh, Tina Turner impersonation. I guess when she does it in Vegas and Atlantic City, there is a band. Um Here's, here's one thing that's deep, guys. You're going to call me a psychopath for even bringing this up, but it, but I noticed something. And, you know, they use the word petty. They throw the word petty around a lot. And, you know, just people who <laughs> are, are kind of frustrated about something and they just want to be a petty asshole about things. I swear. Now, I could be wrong. You can call me wrong or you can call me crazy. And this is like a takes one, takes one to know one thing. But I swear, um, some of the crew, obviously, it's not it's not Carnival, it's not Norwegian, it's not Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Princess, Disney, what have you. It's Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. So if you think the wages and what these people get paid on these mass market lines are rough, think about what the conditions must be on these ships for these employees and these workers. Also, another thing, okay, what's the worst day? For cruise employees. Has to be turnaround day, right? Has to be. Think about having a turnaround day every other freaking day. So there was a lot of misery. And I expected that. I did not expect the same. Hi, hi, sir. Washi, washi. You know, happy, happy. I didn't expect that as much on this sailing. But I think I might have spotted go to another level of low. And actually, again so bad it's good type of scenario it's so rude i was actually impressed by it i swear i think in my mind i saw 
a crew member, a waiter, walking around and purposely, but making it look accidental, walking in front of any picture he could. (laughs) I loved it. I swear I was watching this guy. I got locked into it. And I just see this guy. He's got a miserable look on his face. And he's walking around acting like he's looking for people to, you know, get drink orders from. And there really wasn't a lot because, you know, there's 350 crew, 700 passengers. So people, everybody's good. People are good. But either this is the biggest coincidence or this is just what this guy does. I swear I saw it happen at least six or seven times. And I sat there watching because I'm watching the band. I'm having some drinks. Some people watching, just chilling, uh, you know, real productive <laughs> shit I'm doing here. But I catch I, I catch my eye on this guy and I see him supposedly accidentally wherever there was a camera and people were lining up for pictures. <laughs> he would gravitate that way and he would walk in front of the picture while they were taking it and he'd look and give a nice smile and say oh sorry oh sorry sorry ma'am sorry sorry two 20 seconds later sees another one walk towards it acts like he's not even looking at it looking in the opposite direction walks through the picture zone sorry about that i don't know call me a psychopath i am i don't i like to think i'm not like this anymore but I could totally see myself being that guy when I was like 19 to 25. Just, you know what? I got to walk around. Here's how I'm going to entertain myself. I'm I'm the picture wrecking machine. <laughs> you know what? If you can go to bed at night with just a little satisfaction that, you know what? He's probably, <laughs> he's probably got a chart. It. He's probably got a chart in his room. 16 pictures tonight wrecked most i've had since valentine's day last year new record he's keeping track but i swear in my mind and again i'll give it to you it could be my own sick sadistic petty nature in my mind but i swear i think i thought i I thought i saw this guy wrecking pictures on purpose um what else? That's pretty much it. The nightclub was the sports bar. The dinner, oh yeah. So the dinners, the, the food was, it was totally hit or miss. Like there was good meals. The meal I showed you the first night. So first and foremost, the first bread that came out, I ate a piece of bread out of boredom, ate half of another piece of bread, and then went in for a third and pulled out a piece of bread that had, and it was ripped. And like I said, broken bread is one thing, but broken bread that has a semicircle shape, tearing it that's a bite so they left a bite a bitten bread in the thing again bahama paradise cruise line you know a a a a bread an unchanged bread basket is gonna fly by the wayside every once in a while i certainly didn't go crazy about it i just informed them they were embarrassed they took it away i said no problem the escargot was awful now i don't know what I'm not an escargot aficionado, but I will say it's usually just loaded up with butter and garlic and salt to where, okay, the snail is basically just like a mushroom. It's just like uh, the snail is a mute point. This was real snail sitting in just a pool of oil with like maybe a couple of parsley flakes in it. So bad. But then 
the stuffed chicken was really good. Stuffed chicken came with a little bit of pasta, some veggies, and it was stuffed with uh, spinach, uh, cheese, and prosciutto. And it was slightly under-seasoned, a little bland, threw a little pinch of salt on it, and it was really good. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the second night, I had... Uh, Oh, it was good. Yeah, the second night was good. So I didn't get an appetizer because the appetizers didn't throw it. So I got two entrees. Uh, the first entree was a vegan dish. It was some sort of like a, uh, it was a Thai-inspired dish. It was vegan. It had, um, no, vegetarian. I'm sorry, not vegan because it had noodles. Uh, so it was like almost like a pad Thai dish. It was all veggie uh, with a little spicy sauce. Very, very tasty. And then I got the uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which was turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, um, the turkey was a little dry, but, you know, turkey's tough sometimes. It can be dry. But it was uh, uh, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. And it was good. I did not get any dessert either night. And you know that's difficult for me, guys. But I was trying to keep a little bit of a tent on the weight circus. You know what I mean? We have the cruise coming up. I My goal is off. We're probably not going to hit 219. We still can. I still can. But we're probably not going to hit 219. Now, remember... 229 is the lightest I've weighed in probably 10 years. 219 would have been off the charts. Now I would say maybe if I could still hopefully hit 219, let's see if it happens. But I'll be happy if I set sail on January 18th at 225. You know what I mean? That's still really, really good for me. I'll be in good shape if I can make that happen. And I'm happy to say, I think, let me check right here. What's the weight situation at? What? Are we uh give me bear with me for a second, guys? I am sorry. Got all these windows open. Many, many windows open. Wait. So I did fail last week. Um I failed two weeks ago by a couple of pounds. And I failed last week, but I think considering I got close. I think I made up some ground. Yeah, so last week I was trying to be at 243, and I was at 245. Now, today is the second. Not good, guys. Okay? Not good. Weight in today, 246. Not good. But the thing is, you got to be able to deal with the setbacks. And considering the fact that I was on a cruise ship for two days, and one of them was Thanksgiving... All right, so I only put on one pound. I was supposed to lose three, but I only put on one. So we're all off the map here. So I'm going to put in 246. 246. And next week's weight is supposed to be 237. Not even close to being able to be. Not, it's not even in the cards. So if I'm 246 this week, if I can hit 240, that would be astronomical. I don't think 240 is very likely. 240 is going to be tough a week from today. Um, probably I got to be, I'm going to shoot for 241. Okay. I'm going to hustle extra a little bit this week. I do have some fat to work with that I picked up off this cruise ship. So I'm not starting from, uh, you know, uh, I'm not starting with, uh, you know, where, where I've already lost a bunch of weight. There is margin for error. There is room to lose weight on this one. So I think I could, I think if I hit 241, that I'm not going to adjust the goal, but that's going to be the a goal that I mentally adjust myself to. Maybe I should just readjust these goals. Maybe I will. Yeah, that might be just, just to be able to stay on track. And like I said, if I could hit 225 by the time I said sale, I'll, I'll be happy and I'll be in good shape with that. All right. 
that's about it for the cruise. It was overall a good time. I enjoyed it. It was a nice, relaxing getaway. Nassau was fun. Walked around, went to Finn Castle, went to the Never Say Never Again bar, walked around the um, the uh, the John Watling's Rum, stuck my head in there. The uh, Grey Cliff Museum. Uh, the Grey Cliff has a whole district over there. Spent some time over there. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts, got the iced coffee, that Nassau iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, and it was cool. Yes, did have a guy offer me um, a jet ski operate, uh, a tour or a moped when I said no to them. He asked me if I'd like cocaine. So that was very polite of him, very appreciated. I did not take him up on that offer. Uh, <laughs> it's not my thing. But then I said, uh, I politely thanked him and said, no, thank you. He's like, all right. So can anybody tell you you look like Chuck Norris? <laughs> Like, absolutely not, but I'll take it. I certainly, uh, you know, don't have his karate moves. But that was it. Back on the ship. Uh, fun night. Man, I just love being at sea. I noticed I was on the ship feeling... It was weird because I felt sort of weird about getting on the ship solo. Um, I don't know why. I've done solo cruises before, but this was a little weird. It was a weird cruise ship on a little sailing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get on this thing by myself. And anytime, you know, you're on a cruise ship, you're, you're locked in. You're not connected. Anything happens. Any, I just felt a little weird being on the cruise ship. Okay. Just, just getting on solo, not necessarily in a bad way. Just, I had a different vibe, different feeling. And it's amazing. Once that ship set sail, I just felt great. I just felt so much, so at peace just being out there, I just like even after the casino at night, just going up on that Lido deck and walking around and looking out into the blackness and kind of hanging out up against the railing. And, you know, I had that crazy picture that I posted in the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge, uh, you know, where I kind of extended my arm over the ship and kind of from the picture's point of view, it looks like you're looking back at the ship a little bit, but like I said, I'm sure I was very safe with that. They did have an aft pool, a really nice aft pool setup. I said it on the Patreon that this is kind of the way that maybe I would have designed the cruise ship if I could. It was able to have, because I do like the great outdoors on the Norwegian ships. And um, I like the aft pool better. This ship kind of allowed for both. Now, I guess because of the logistics of the pool, it couldn't be directly on top of each other. So, yes, the restaurant extended further back than the aft pool that was one deck above it did. However, when you're in the pool, you're still looking and seeing the horizon. Now, the disadvantage is if you're standing up against the railing of the pool, you look down and you just see covering, like a white cover. And that's the ceiling of the outdoor restaurant that's right below you. So you don't see directly water and the wake and the water coming from the ship down below, but you sacrifice a little bit of that to get both. You have an aft pool and you do have an aft restaurant right below. Uh, the buffet was uh, rough. Okay. The buffet was very, very, let's just call it limited, like six dishes a day and a, and some salads. It was rough and it was a very small, little cramped nookie type of area, like a nook area where you it was it was almost difficult to get to it you don't you didn't want to if they had to have even if it was just the 700 people if if you know five six hundred of them were coming to the buffet they would not have been able to handle it it was just a very very small buffet area 
And I guess that speaks to, I guess, older ships. It was just kind of more of a thing where everybody went to the main dining room. Very nice, big, large, comfortable main dining room. Cool atrium and a nice set of uh, shops, gift shops, nice common rooms. Again, there was just nothing, you know, from a bells and whistles standpoint. The nightclub was in the Crow's Nest, which is a sports bar. If you look at the ship, you'll see almost like what looks like the Royal Caribbean Pinnacle Lounge on top, almost like a spaceship looking thing that sits on top of the ship. And uh, that's where the sports bar is. And then the same thing, you have the nightclub in that same area. That's where they put the DJs and everything like that. But um, sailaway party was cool. What they did on the sailaway party that they don't normally do on a lot of the mass market lines is they get it going. And uh, the the guy, the cruise director, talks, introduces himself. And then he pulls out the main production show entertainers. And they come out and do like a cool next level show. You know how it is on most of the entertainment staff. They jump on board. Now, they had the entertainment staff, but there was basically four or five of them. And they all did an introduction, a little side dance, a little whatever. This is Christina. And she comes out, does a little quick little dance move, goes back in line with her friends. This is Albert. And he goes out, does the same thing. And they pumped everybody. So everybody's getting kind of pumped up. Everybody's enjoying themselves. But then they introduce the entertainers from the main production show. And they come out and they start, they were smooth. They were doing dance numbers and singing. This was on the Lido deck for Sail Away. So that really got everybody into the vibe. And then they did a good job. I got to say, they did it from a guy who tries to throw parties. They did a good job of warming up the crowd. And then they were very aggressive in using all those show production people and the entertainment staff to go into the crowd and drag people up to the dance floor who were otherwise would have watched. And you know how that goes on Carnival. or the, You know, sometimes those sail away parties, while they're always fun and they're always cool with good energy, a lot of times they're tough to get going. You know what I mean? They'll just put the cruise director out there, the entertainment staff, and then they're like, all right, let's get everybody out. Come on, let's dance. Let's it. No, this was a strategic way, and I know the psychology of what they were trying to do. It was a slow build, a, 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 a ascending crescendo of emotions to the point where now combination you're warmed up we put on the hottest song all the cool people who just did a dance number for you are now personally inviting you to the dance floor people got up and it actually worked and that went into a conga line boom 45 minutes sail away parties over they did a good job with that i have to say all right that's it for this uh sailing i think we've talked enough about the uh grand uh the Bahama Paradise Grand Classica. I would do it again. Probably not for a while, though. Uh, let's get into the emails for the week. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, 
or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails. You can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to alwaysbebooked.com or email me directly at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. Please email me anytime you would like to with any questions, concerns, comments, any contributions to the show. Guys, I'm not only inviting you to email me, I'm asking you to email me. They're a little light, a little bit a little light lately, but it always just comes in waves. There'll be a light week and then there'll be a week where we get a bunch and it'll be here for a while. But this week's a little light. We got a couple, but uh, again, I need your emails. People love the emails. You have no idea how much you are contributing to this show when you send an email to Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Hi, Tommy. I might be too late for your Thanksgiving cruise, especially Nassau. On the thought of vlogs, short YouTubes with the theme directed toward who wants to toward who wants to party, who wants to have a good time, etc. And Nassau. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about here. On the thought of the of vlogs, short YouTubes with the theme directed to who wants to party. Okay, basically saying do some vlogs. Oh, on gotcha. Okay, I know what you're saying. So on the cruise, do some vlogs. I've never been a good vlogger, guys. While I'm at sea, concentrating on getting usable content that'll live forever on YouTube. I don't do that. There's so many good people out there. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. Tony and Jenny from Lolita Loca. You have uh, the, the, the Klaikowskis, the Ship Show. All those people do good vlogs. I got to say I'm not the best vlogger. I'm not. When I'm on the cruise, I do take a lot of pictures and I get a lot of footage. But I don't concentrate in real time of getting usable, usable long-term footage. And I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll try one at some point. But I'm probably not going to. I kind of want to enjoy the vacation. I'm still going to give you guys information and bring back valuable stuff. But I'm going to, you know, do it and edit it so that it kind of comes out when it comes out. I agree. There are too many people who miss out on NASA because they stay on the ship and don't bother to get off. I think Tommy Casabona ABB can address this dilemma while attracting a lot of YouTube views, such as how to, Nassau forts, uh, how to do the Nassau forts on my own. And why the map, the directions from the dock to the forts. Uh, do I walk, use a taxi? How long does it take? Uh, best Nassau pub crawl, uh, Nassau back street hidden eats and why you should not miss out. If I want to support the locals and not the corporates, where are they? Which ones have you found to be really good? How do I get there? Nassau has shopping experience. You can walk. Uh, Nassau has shopping experience. You can walk from your ship or do I take the taxi? And how much does it cost? Uh, Nassau last-minute supplies, pharmaceuticals, formal attire, beachwear, baby needs, and more. How do I get there? The answer to basically all your question is right in the port. Everything you mentioned is right in the port, but we'll go back to that. I noticed the guests on this cruise ship that dock at Nassau are majority U.S. citizens. I also noticed that U.S. citizens plus the overseas visitors are equally lost in Nassau. Okay, so both U.S. citizens and people who come from overseas are lost in Nassau. Uh, all right, this is a long email. That's fine. One range of YouTubes, probably each not very long. That would get a lot of hits by women and men. The general public and especially men who want to make their women happy is about, is about how, like directions, 
what directions and map to follow, how long to get there and how long to get back and where to find all of those, uh, all those, the, all the things that you forget. Damn, I forgot to pack my really nice formal night attire. Where do I go to buy one? Uh, you're crazy if you think I'm going to pay those prices on board for a ship, for a pl uh, plastic bucket and shovel for the kids to play on at the beach. Uh, I just want to know where uh, and how to get beautiful shop uh, to a beautiful shopping center with an amazing mall. Um, you're not going to find those. Uh, I'm frightened that maybe I didn't bring enough diapers or formula to change of clothes for our little one, and I really want to buy them. And the prices of ship on the ship are insane. All right, so I get the hint here. I get the I get the deal. This is from. This is like four pages here. This is from Giuseppe. Giuseppe <clears throat> is a great contributor to the show. I appreciate Giuseppe so much because he's giving so much information and he really, really listens to the show. And I know Giuseppe uh, feels it when I kind of question sometimes what direction the show should go in because he's always there and reliable with a lot of suggestions. I am going to read all of this. It is a very long email. Um, so... I definitely want to keep them to a decent length, but basically some of the things, I'll give you some more highlights of what he was saying. The shopping vlogs would be ideal as women take more notice of other women's tips and advice on what shops to go to, where to find them. So just do a shopping blog. Use Beatrix and the lovely Miss K for this, but there may also be some other listeners or somebody else who could assist you. Uh, I am. He says, I'm good at interviewing people. And this is an extension of that. I appreciate that. Uh, initially, these YouTube videos uh, should be your original production. Once you have a few up and getting lots of views, then maybe get in contact with Nassau Tourism Bureau seeking advice and then getting assistance with introductions to key people such as whoever oversees the taxi industry. Uh, another would be a person who oversees public transportation for information regarding the most likely trips cruise passengers can take advantage of costs if they need information another person is someone who represents ocean experiences some now giuseppe <coughs> excuse me i would invite you if you haven't seen it go to my youtube page always be booked and check out nassau doesn't suck or it's a video that's deal deals with nassau and it's an hour-long video and i think it shows you most of this stuff. It's coincidentally the only video of its kind I've done. I haven't done any videos on any other ports because it was so time. It took me like a day and a half to put that video together and uh, put the pictures together and the slideshows to the words. Uh, but yeah, it's there and it is full encompassing of NASA. And I have to say, after looking subsequently, looking after all the, and looking into all those things that I did report about post actually reporting about them. I have to say, looking back, I was kind of right, but I definitely checked that out. Hi, Tommy. With the snow now upon us, cruise fever has hit hard, and your podcast is a beacon during the cruise countdown days. I have been guilty of not being booked for a number of months now, but have made up for it with a vengeance. I have booked a 10-day Southern Caribbean in March with stops in St. Thomas, Dominica, Grenada, Bonaire, and Curacao. Is it Grenada? Grenada? Uh with my regular crew and we will be joined by another 10 to 15 friends who made our last cruise. You are so correct that you can never predict the cruise and just who you may meet. This is a follow this is followed by an 11 day Scandinavian and Russian cruise in May from Copenhagen with stop in, stops in Oslo, Berlin, Helsinki, Tallinn, Tallinn, Stockholm and an overnight stay in St. Petersburg. Finally, 
I have booked an why you when you book you book. I've booked an eleven day in November from Dubai to Singapore, with great stops in Muscat, Colombo, and Kular Lumpur, Malaysia. I am not afraid of flying, but when it comes to visiting Malaysia, I will err on the side of caution and visit by ship, not air. Recently, Doug featured a review of the Ocean Medallion on Princess, and I thought I should give my experience on someone who cruises more like you than Doug's guest. You can order drinks anywhere from your phone or tablet, and they will bring one to you. We decided to have some fun by laying by the pool and ordering drinks, and it worked seamlessly. We then ordered a second and decided to move constantly around the ship, going up and down elevators and constantly changing locations, a la Mission Impossible, to see what happened. After about 15 minutes of this, we returned to our original location and and an exhausted waiter brought us our drinks. He wasn't happy at first, but wait, did you really do it? Oh, geez. Darren, did you order drinks and then run around the ship trying to avoid the the waiter. Okay, now I don't even condone that. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. Uh the $20 you gave him made him laugh and he was our go-to waiter for the rest of the cruise. All right, so you just did an icebreaker. That's fine. The Wi-Fi on Princess Princess Medallion Clips is the fastest uh, ships is the fastest I've ever seen at sea. We constantly streamed music to our Bluetooth speaker, FaceTimed with friends and family, and streamed live por- sports while in the hot tub. All right, that's cool. So you can go live, you can FaceTime, you can actually watch sporting events that you have to pay for i'm assuming on an app and still like have no problems with that on the ship whatsoever man it's come such a long way it used to be when even when you paid 90 dollars or or even by the minute for wi-fi you still couldn't get decent wi-fi they tell you well you could pay for it but it's still going to be spotty now you pay less money and you could stream sporting events that's awesome the medallion acts as your sign and sale card and is waterproof. At Princess K, a tender port, I decided to have some fun and swam back to the... Sh- Excuse me? Hold on a minute. Princess K is a tender port. You decided to have some fun and you swam back to the ship? <laughs> Darren, we got we to gotta cruise together, man. <laughs> They looked at me funny, and I just said the line was too long, and I didn't want to wait for the tender. They weren't sure what to do, but reluctantly let me back onto the ship despite my unconventional manner of arrival. Keep up the great content. Darren, when emails like this, I'm going to have great content. That is... Darren, you swam to your ship and ignored the tender? Has anyone ever heard of that in their lives? I didn't love hearing about how you made the waiter go on a wild goose chase, but yeah, it was funny. And yes, you did make up for it with the tip, and clearly he uh, he was okay with it once you gave him that tip and became friends for the rest of the cruise. But uh, that's pretty gangster, running around the ship trying to avoid the waiter that's trying to find... Uh, that's the problem. I bet you are not the only one that did that. Well, it is Princess, so you probably don't have too uh, cra- too many crazy people like us on Princess cruise ships. So I'm hoping a lot of people don't do that. But could you imagine if like eight to ten people per sailing thought they were funny and you, and would do that? And these, if I was a waiter, I don't know what I'd do. You know what? I'll tell you what I would do. I would start standing in front of people's pictures. <laughs> All right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, I found you. Hold on, sorry, went too far. I found you through Cruise Radio. 
and I'm super glad I did. I love the laid-back atmosphere and the fact that you don't sprinkle any fairy dust on things. You tell it how it is and are truthful about your drinking and partying on the ship when a lot of people in this space seems to... seems to stray away from which is why i'm emailing you my buddies and i are planning a bachelor party the guy getting married has never been on a cruise oh boy or even seen the ocean what he said he wanted to do a cruise for his bachelor party a few of us have been on a cruise before and we've all only sailed carnival so naturally we began looking at carnival we love the price we can go on carnival but the 15 drink maximum yes that's a problem especially for a bachelor party what a shame because carnival is the funnest ship the 15 drink maximum with the drink package kind of pushes us away we can all throw some drinks down and uh, we can all throw some drinks down and paying separately for each drink would be too pricey on port days i don't think it will be an issue but if we book a sailing with two maybe three sea days i worry we may hit our maximum too early in the night and we don't want to put a damper on things i am email see people are listening to you right now saying what a drunk what an alcoholic but i agree with you you know if you have a couple of drinks they can add up 100 percent um <clears throat> on port days i don't think it will be any oh you said that i am emailing you because you cruise similar to how we will be by the pool drink in hand having a good time and checking out the clubs and bars at night i'm curious on your thoughts if we should consider another line like ncl where we can have unlimited drinks with the drink package and how our experience could be different on an ncl ship versus a carnival ship as we have all only been on carnival and love the fun and party like atmosphere that comes with it would love to hear your opinion and we'll for sure be hitting you up when it's time to book this oh that's very very appreciated uh let me move down here also if anyone has a similar scenario to this and wants to put some suggestions in the facebook group i will also look for that we are wanting to make sure our buddy's bachelor party is the best it can be because you only get married once well hopefully so any advice would be greatly appreciated yes you put in that hopefully there which is absolutely true but i got a feeling your buddy's only going to get married once especially with some good friends like you you gotta have a good bachelor party cody all right so cody wrote this email and cody poses a great question carnival the funnest ship a lot of good things going on there at night cruise directors really make the cruise a fun party atrium parties nightclubs piano bars f's pools serenity after dark all the things that make red frog rum bar guys pig and anchor um nightclubs comedy all the things that make carnival the funnest cruise ship to to sail on you got a couple of things you could do here Okay. Now you want to talk the Norwegian option. The Norwegian option is a good option. Um, the escape, I'm sorry, the breakaway and breakaway plus class ships do throw down. The escape was awesome. The breakaway was awesome. You got the Spice H2O in the back, which really makes for a fun nightclub style experience. Lots of fun great time so i would consider maybe a breakaway now the the negative to it it doesn't really bother me as much as it does some people is that there's not a huge sun deck the pool is fine but there's uh it's cramped on the lido deck they do have spice h2o in the back during the day too there's a grotto back there there's uh it's adults only but there's no pool if that bothers you me i don't need to spend a ton of time during the pool at the pool during the day I could find myself, you know, doing other things. But, uh, you know, for some people, yes, they really like their Lido deck. They really like their poolside drinking and things like that. So it can be an issue. But 
Norwegian does a phenomenal job at night. And there's always a lot of single people on there because they have those studio cabins. So nightclub, you're good. Oh, she hands, a lot of fun. Spinnaker lounge or the observation lounge, whatever they have, um, you know, is a lot of fun. And the, uh, the, uh, Spice Age 2 they really turn up the party at Spice Age 2 and then they take the um, the after party into whether it's the Skyline Bar or Bliss or whatever designated nightclub they have, and it goes deep into the night. And then you can kind of mop up the food with a little buffet action or Oshihans, uh, where you could do air hockey and things like that. So it's fun. Norwegian is a good option. And yes, with that, you can drink until the wheels fall off. Now, your workaround for Carnival, they have the Bon Voyage package. What you might want to do is each room gets a bottle. And I think it's like 100 I think similar to what I paid for on the Bahama Paradise, uh, the, the uh, Grand Classica. You can get a bottle of Grey Goose. I think that's like 140 something like that. You got to look at the prices. Go on the website and look up the Bon Voyage. It's a little bit extra, so you're buying your drink package. But then if you and your buddy in that room split a little bit more, you could have either a bottle or two bottles put in your room. But yes, you know, if you go to a nightclub and try to bottle of, buy a bottle of Grey Goose, minimum, you're going to be, you know, if it's, if it's, unless it's just some crazy sale, minimum, it's going to be 200, 225. That's what you're going to pay. You go to a liquor store, you're going to pay 35 bucks. So right in the middle there, you're going to pay a little bit more than a hundred bucks for a bottle of Grey Goose put in your room. That's uh, what, what the whole purpose of that and what it's supposed to be is for people who want to give you sail-away gifts. You know what I mean? So your friend says, uh, you know, your friend's getting married, but you have another friend who can't go on the bachelor party cruise. He's like, oh, I want to do a sentiment, so I'm going to send the bottle to his room as a gesture. You can't buy these on the ship. Okay, they're supposed to be gifts, but you can work around by using those gifts buying them for yourself before the cruise and you have a little bit of insurance booze in your room. So again, finding 15, I've never maybe once or twice in all these sailings with carnival, only a couple of times. I wish I could have another drink and wasn't able to, but for those couple of times, a bottle would have been more than enough for us in the room to be able to take care of it. But this is a bachelorette cruise, so you may want to get two bottles. But maybe a one option is carnival drink package plus a bottle in the room that you purchase. Yes, it costs you another 100 bucks, but that's a big 100 bucks in insurance and still will probably work out better for you financially than paying per drink, which you can't do because paying per drink means you don't have a drink package because you're not supposed to be able to buy drinks after you run out of your 15. Ready? Another workaround. If you're drinking a lot and you think you're going to go past the 15, if you want shots, you can buy shots. Now, they won't give you those shots if it's your 15th drink. But if you if you sense that you might go over, you sense you're ahead of the game, you're drinking faster than you normally will, and you're definitely going to fly by it, you want to slow yourself down, buy a couple of shots, Say, I don't know if you you can't be say that for you. Like, you know, I know I have the drink package, but my buddy over here is getting married. I want to buy him shots. Those shots, some one of them's for you. Okay. So you could pay for those. You'll have to pay full price, but 
either way, you can still get more than 15 drinks if you buy some shots. I don't think you're going to do the drinks because the drinks are like, no, you have the drink package. You can't buy a drink and you can't buy it for you. But if you just tell the bartender who you may or may not be tipping um, that you want to buy some shots for your friend who's getting married and you don't look like you're a danger, like you're trying to scam the system because you have <clears throat> four to five drinks left or three to four drinks left on your on your package, they're going to be on to you. If you've already gotten your 15, they're not going to let you buy any shots because they're going to be suspicious. They're going to say, oh, this guy just wants to buy shots. But uh, that's another workaround or a combination of the two. So those are the workarounds I have for that. Guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Our emailers, I want to thank you guys so much for emailing. Giuseppe, I have to apologize to you. I, I didn't realize how long your email was. It probably was more for me directly. And uh, it was a little bit long to read every word for word on the on the air. I do apologize for you to you guys because I stumbled through that one a little bit. But uh, I am going to, Giuseppe, I am going to read that one on my own. And I'm going to take heed a lot of that advice that you gave me. But also check out the NASA video that I did on, on uh, the Always Be Booked YouTube page uh, along with all the ship tours and all the other stuff Reaction Jackson that's on there and things like that but check it out thank you guys so much for listening I appreciate you guys Boat Drinks Cones we got some mistletoe hung from the bow of the boat stockings are filled with sunshine rays it's Christmas and blue chair bay there's lights up in every pond My soul like the sea is calm Tonight we're going to the boat parade It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay Everybody raise a glass with me right now To all of those up in the snow all of us down south Tis the season for believing In faith and family Wish you were here with me We've cleared out a place in the sand For Dancer and Prancer to land We saved a boat slip for Santa sleigh Christmas in Blue Chair Bay Everybody raise a glass with me right now To all of those up in the snow From all of us down south Tis the season for believing In faith and family Wish you were here with me by the sea A little enough from drinking rum Oh, I think I'll sit right here Pray for a peaceful year Lots of love, happy holidays To you from Blue Chair Bay Merry Christmas from Blue Chair Bay La 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 
la la la la la la Lots of love, happy holidays to you from Blue Chair Bay Merry Christmas from Blue Chair Bay